Hey everyone, this is Joey, your mostly adequate dungeon master. And on behalf of all of us at Adequately Advanced Magic, I want to wish everyone a Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yay! To celebrate today, I've got Roy. Hello. Joanne. That's me. And Willie. Hi. Here today for a bit of Goblin Cobalt Holiday Special. If this is your first time listening to us, these characters are part of what has now turned into a parallel campaign to the main plot in what we call the bonus episodes. And these latest couple of episodes should be mostly standalone. But if you like the characters and want to get the full story, check out bonus episodes 1 through 5 and 11 through 13. Just been that many? Oh my gosh. Yeehaw. In the meantime, though, Happy New Year! Happy, Happy New Year! May it be filled with joy. Welcome to Falcon's Reach, a city in which magic is technology. You're listening to Adequately Advanced Magic. We start with a couple of establishing shots of the city of Falcon's Reach, a bustling, magic-powered metropolis inhabited by a variety of species and races. In the distance, we see a multitude of magic-powered advertisements and various signage amidst a forest of tall buildings. Levitating vehicles drive through the streets as a gentle snow comes down. The camera continues into a much poorer neighborhood, eventually settling on a moderately sized apartment building set up in a strategic crossroads with a singular large tree in the courtyard. Goblins, almost all of them wearing tracksuits or athletic wear, are busy preparing for what appears to be a festival. We then see the three of you. There's Goblet, another goblin, and Gopplerk and Cornfleck, two kobolds that the goblins have essentially adopted into their gang. It's been a few months since your friend Lloyd disappeared after the kobold moon deer coffee arc, and the mood has been understandably gloomy. The three of you are hanging out, just in that room that you guys have. What are what winter wear? Are you guys wearing? <laughs> oh no! And what do you guys look like? How about we start with goblet? So winter wear, as in we're wearing tracksuits and then stuff on top of it. Yeah. Okay. Or what, I, I guess like whatever your normal winter like. How, what what is the difference between your normal tracksuit and? Oh right, right. Okay. So goblet is wearing. Goblet is about middle aged. He's got some punch in his belly. He has a black goatee and wispy black hair. In the winter, he wears boots and sweatpants 
and one of those mm, full-length parkas, like where they go all the way down to your ankle, because he has trouble staying warm. And <laughs> on his head, he is wearing one of those really, really, really thick knit caps. But they have holes for his ears, just at your tips. Doesn't that defeat the purpose, though? Yeah, that's a good point. All right, scratch that. He's not wearing. He does not have ear ear holes. Can we cut to like a clip of him like cutting the ears off and then wearing it? And it's like <laughs> shit. <laughs> changing changes to a real hat again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're just like in the corner, like cutting off the ears of all the beanie or what, what kind of hat was it? Oh no no, it's like a it's like a beanie, but like I originally thought it was gonna have holes for his ears to poke through, but then that would make his ears cold. So then. <laughs> uh, the, the the final hat is just a really really thick beanie. <laughs> all right, all black. Everything he's wearing is black. All right, Goplark. So Goplark is a diminutive, like blood red kobold, and normally he's wearing a like black and gold with like red highlights tracksuit. But uh, during the winter, he um, switches to the the ugliest sweater you've ever seen in your life. Like think of every Christmas sweater you've ever seen and then smash them all together. Uh, <laughs> that was his kind of fashion sense. <laughs> and then for the, on top of his head, he has like those, I don't know if you've seen those, like those Eskimo hats. He has one of those on his head. Is it sort of like the Russian hat? Yeah. Well, not, like the, not the Russian hat, but like the like the ones with like the ear pads. Yeah, that's like the Siberian winter hats. Because <laughs> his ears are particularly sensitive to cold. Nice. So like brother, like sister, I think Cornflake is also wearing uh, an ugly Christmas sweater, but... She picked like a regular human size one, so it's basically <laughs> like a full length robe or dress on her. And then when it gets extra cold, you can see like like she has stacked so many clothes underneath the sweater that it's like a marshmallow. And then I also <laughs> think she took one of um Goblet's hats and doesn't understand why it doesn't really help, but she still wears it anyways, like with the ears <laughs> cut out. <laughs> Right. And they, they're like kind of mismatched too because of ear placement. So they're just two holes. <laughs> what are the three of you guys doing? It's the new year, right? In in the story, there's some sort of festival going on, festival. or like they're, the goblins are preparing for some sort of festival. Okay. Uh, the exact details of which will be revealed later. All right. Well, either way, Goblet has recently he he was sitting and wondering why he had a tracksuit because tracksuits are usually used for athletic activity and he wasn't been doing any athletic activity for a long, long, long time. So now with this realization, he wants to start working on his body. And so he is in the corner doing bicep curls. Nice. But like really small weights because he, he hasn't been working out in a long time. So, you know, those like little ones where they're all neon purple or orange colored ones. <laughs> How about you do a quick strike check and let's see how we'll see oh, how. No. Wow. Okay. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, strength. Right. Yep. Oh, I got a nat one. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna find out. Wait, nat one, and then it's minus one, so I get zero. Goblet crushes himself <laughs> on accident. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the camera just sort of like sits in a corner of the room as the three of you sort of go about your daily business. In the back, we see Goblet trying to lift some weights, and it's like, the weight itself is like the two-pounder. Oh, that's too much. <laughs> it's it's very, very small. 
<laughs> it's like three inches wide and it's like bright yellow. Yeah. And you're just like struggling to lift <laughs> it off the floor. Give us, give us a yeah, strenuous exercising sound. <laughs> oh, my back. <laughs> yeah, there's like a loud cracking noise and you feel a sharp pain. <laughs> no. Too realistic. Goblet. Goblet just slumps down on the ground. <laughs> Sits down. Uh, Cornflake like obviously sees because it's so loud, and then she politely pretends she didn't see, but in a way where it's like already very obvious she has witnessed it. <laughs> Goblet, what are you doing? Goblet is by like the. Is there like a heating fire, or is it just all central air? We can say there's central air. Great. So Goblet had made a fire. Because <laughs> he doesn't understand how this works. And he's attempting to roast a marshmallow over it. Uh, you can see the remains of about a dozen failed burnt marshmallows uh, where his prior successes were. Successes or failures? Well, he's going to eat them regardless. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and as you do, there's a little mouse that like pops out from one of your pockets and he's like, squeak, squeak. Yes, squeaksy. This one's going to turn out great. You'll see. Go ahead and do a survival check. Oh no, such dice rolling so early in the morning. Goblurk's not too good. That's going to be a five. <laughs> your fire comes on a little bit too strong. The room fills with smoke, and then your marshmallow lights on fire. Oh dang, not, not again. Everybody do a constitution saving throw. All of us. Oh wow, is this how it starts? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just dies. Fifteen. Got a six. Also six. Wow. Wow. Goblet, you are one with the smoke. <laughs> Doesn't seem to particularly bother you all that much, but for Cornfleck and Goblerk, the acrid smoke and the burnt marshmallow trigger some sort of like survival instinct and the two of you flee the room. No no fight response, only flight. <laughs> You know, it could be it could be both. Fighting and flighting. But just yeah, destroying everything on the way out. <laughs> Flailing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah the, the two of you guys flail on the way out of the room. And then you bump into the Gobfather. Uh-oh. Gob Daddy. The head of the Goblin Gang. He's dressed sort of peculiarly in a blue-green suit. Oh. And on top of his real mustache, he has, like, an even larger fake mustache, like, taped on. He looks exasperated. Godfather, are, are you okay? Everything's fine here. Every, everything's good. No problems. You know, great. How are you? He briefly glances at the smoke coming from the room. Hello, Godfleck and Cornfleck. How are y'all doing today? Oh, you know, uh, pe peachy, peachy, peachy. The whole time, Goblark's just, like, fanning the smoke, trying to make it go away. Cornflex's eyes are, like, watering, and she's like, eh, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm doing great, just uh, doing some voice exercises. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, well, you know, we're, we're getting ready for the uh, Sonitas Festival. Uh, do you guys mind helping out a little bit? The, the what now? The, the Sonitas Festival. You've never done it before? Uh, I mean, 
I don't rightly remember very well. Can, can you can you give me the the, the lowdown? Yeah, it's like a it's this festival where there's a this being called Stanitas. You work really hard throughout the year. On a very special day, he'll deliver a better healthcare plan. <gasps> Ooh, sounds amazing. He sort of does like an eye roll, like he knows this is bullshit. No one ever delivers a healthcare plan for free. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Le- Lena, you know, in the back you see like a pixie flying around, who at some point became more in charge than the Godfather, <laughs> uh, is just like fluttering around in the background. I don't really believe in this whole festival thing, but Lena wanted to do it. I mean, she's been asleep for like hundreds of years, so she thinks it's sort of amusing. Okay, well, you said you needed some help? Yeah, could you guys go to the Souls Co., you know, the wholesaler, and pick up a bunch of Dancing Lights Magic Tech? Sure. Can we get pizza? Ooh, pizza. Yeah, I think there's pizza. Uh, can we also get stuff other than pizza? Marshmallows, for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Is there a company <laughs> credit card? Yeah, let me just... <laughs> he like rummages around. <laughs> he pulls out 500 gold. Can I get a, a statement in writing saying that we will not be responsible for <laughs> for the reimbursement of these funds? Mm, I don't know, because you, you will be responsible for the... Well, wait, what? <laughs> he, he gets confused by the accounting. <laughs> Conflict, grab some money. Okay, thanks, bye. We'll, we'll do a good job, I swear. And then she she beckons her friends to come. <laughs> Meanwhile, Goblet is still just, like, incapacitated, like, lying on the floor, <laughs> like, about to get killed by, like, smoke, smoke inhalation. <laughs> we'll get you later. But that's why he's avoiding the smoke, because he's already on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Big brain. Goblet sees that his friends have left him, and so he realizes he needs to leave the room, but... His arms are a bit tired, so he just rolls like a log. Like the caterpillar crawl. <laughs> caterpillar, yeah. He caterpillar crawls to the door. That, that's great core strength you're building there. Yes, you gotta start somewhere. <laughs> and the three of you head out. There's like a final shot where the godfather peeks into the room and his eyes like bulge. <laughs> in surprise. <laughs> the snow in the city continues to fall as the three of you head towards the Souls Co. The conversation turns towards Lloyd, your friend who disappeared in the previous arc. I've been thinking about Lloyd lately. I wonder what happens when you when you go beyond. Yeah, Lloyd, Lloyd really didn't have to run right towards the explosion. I feel like, like maybe running away would have been better. Hmm. I do sure miss him, but I agree. I mean, hindsight 2020, right? Yeah. I sure do miss him. Yeah. Though he always got caught in nets. I don't I don't understand that. Got caught in nets and he was very good at getting caught. That's true. He always keeps us on our toes. I think I think he'll come back. Yeah, we'll just got to wait for him to come back. Yeah, or maybe we can set set like a lure for him what did he like he liked to drink right yeah yeah he always was wetting his whistle 
Yeah, maybe we can buy some alcohol wherever we go and, and, and set it out for him. Yeah, and put a put a big big box over over the head. Exactly, exactly. I mean, he was always good at getting caught, right? So maybe we can catch him this time. So we make a Lloyd trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the three of you guys arrive outside the Souls Co., the Souls Mart wholesaler of subsidiary of Solstice Industries, the company that makes the Magitech. As the three of you approach, you see that the Souls Co. is built directly on top of a large old temple with sort of like the traditional columns and arches. They literally just sort of like chopped off the roof and then like slapped like a modern building on top, <laughs> as is typical of the architecture of the city. It's crowded. There's a lot of people like coming in and going out. Is there a food court? Yes. <laughs> its accessibility is unknown, unless you want to t- like take a closer look. Uh, okay, Cornflake says, Should we go to the food court first, or after? I missed the conversation. What did what did the godfather want us to do? He wanted to co- us to come here and spend and buy whatever we want. Yeah, he said it was important for the for the Sonatas, the the festival. Sonatas. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I'm I'm here. Yeah, he's a pizza, and he definitely wanted the marshmallows. And something else he said. I can always forget. I can't remember. That's not have been important. Well, let's get started. There's no point in delaying. So we go to the food court first? Yeah, I think so. I, All right. I think Cornflake takes the lead and just starts plowing towards, like, she's, like, sniffing the air and trying to plow towards wherever she smells food and, like, shoving through <laughs> people. The three of you get in line to enter the Souls Co. Ahead of you, you see that there's someone checking for Souls Co. cards. And the three of you realize that the Godfather forgot to give you his. Oh, we just have gold. <laughs> did, did, did you get the, the the card from the Godfather? No, we just have the money. Do you do you have any cards that look like they could pretend to be those cards? Uh, mm, no. Uh, at this point, Godfather looks around at the other people in line to see if any of them have cards visible but not, like, in their hand. Go ahead and do a perception check. Better. It's going to be uh, 14. Yeah. About three people up in front of you in the line, you see that one of the elves who's heading into the Souls Co. has his Souls Co. card sticking out of his butt pocket. Should we swipe it? Yeah, Gobbler finishes looking around, he turns back to the group, and he, like, huddles close, and he's like, uh... Well, just a little bit ways up there, they got they got a card there, and it's just ripe for the picking, like a like a fruit on a tree. Hmm. Should, should I try to go snag it? Yeah, and you can you know give it back to them. You know, it's like passing back an ID. <laughs> oh, but they're in front of us, so they're gonna go up, oh. and then they're they're gonna be denied. And it's gonna be sad. That that's true. That's true. Yeah, I think that would make me sad. But we can, we can, you know, once they get denied, they'll be sad. They'll be looking for the card. We enter the card and then we can, you can like throw it on the ground and not let anybody see. And then they can find the card. 
Or do you think we can make friends with them and, and trick trick the people at the front oh, and say yeah. we're all together? Yeah, yeah, I like that. Okay, should we try that or should we just just uh? Well, do we and the people nearby look particularly friendly? Also, do we need a car to check out? I can't remember how this place works. No. <laughs> Uh, you you do in fact need a card to check out. No, we'd have to actually be friends. <laughs> well, we, maybe we can tell them we are our 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 parents are inside and we came late. Ooh. Or we, we can, can pretend to be elven si- children. Side note: Goblet is like middle aged. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can put a put a. <laughs> Put He's a got a baby over. face, okay. Yeah. <laughs> put like a hat over my eyes or something, you know, like or like, you know, tuck tuck my chin into my, my really big jacket and it like because I'm wearing a jacket, so I it's like an ankle length jacket, so I can just zip it up all the way so it hides my goatee and then pull the hat down really close. And then I look like an elven child, right? <laughs> it's a, uh, there's like a close-up of the tag for whatever reason. It's like a large child-sized jacket. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think I could pass as an elven child if we if we try and get this elvish family to to take us in. The line moves up one. Oh no! Should we pretend to pretend to be Mr. Soulsco himself? Oh, we, we could just say you know we we want to sign up for the card. Oh yeah. You're a genius. Yeah. We have 500 gold. How much could a How much could it possibly be? Yeah. Exactly. Nothing could possibly go wrong. And we can always just say we'll put it on credit. I mean, we don't yeah, have a card. And then after but... we buy it, we're like, "You know what? It's not really uh what we were looking for and we can return it." Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Okay. The line moves up. And you see the attendant, a very large imposing orc. Ask for your Soulsco card. Hello, card, please. Uh, hi, yes. Uh, we we would like to uh, enroll in the, your wonderful fine establishment and and receive a card so that we can purchase many of the goods. Go ahead and roll a deception check. Deception. Or I guess is, is this a lie? Is this true? I don't know. <laughs> we do want to go check it out, right? Yeah, yeah. No, because we were thinking about actually getting a membership. <laughs> Using and our 500 gold. But then we wanted to return it like, <laughs> for a refund afterwards. Yeah, but it, we're still going. It's not like we're not going to do I might it. be better at deception than persuasion. Okay, it's deception. It's deception. <laughs> uh, if it is deception, it's going to be a 13. Yeah. Uh, let me roll for him. Whoa, whoa. The orc rolls an 18 on his insight check. He, he ate. This is not his first rodeo. He eyes you over and he's like, uh-huh. Not his first sonatas. Yeah. <laughs> Got a lot of people rolling in, pretending like they're going to get a membership. Should we slide him a gold? <laughs> Why not? Let's yeah. give him a try. Just, just go one by one until he says yes. <laughs> just put one in his hand. Yeah. He doesn't react, put a second one in his hand. <laughs> Okay, so Cornflag will do like the the bro, um, like like my man, and slips a, a single gold in his hand and tries to like brush past. Uh, you slip a single gold into his hand, uh, and as you brush past, he's like, "Where are you going?" She puts another one in. Uh, he he still stands there expectantly. 
Okay, so I guess we go one by one till he's satisfied. <laughs> or, or like this continues for much long. Like the line gets longer and longer <laughs> as this plays out. This uh, is a good tactic because he's also incentivized to accept the bribe earlier. Yeah, than he yeah, would yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, people like y'all. Cornflakes is like y'all go make the other people complain so he he stops soon. Okay, cause a riot. What what does this feel like? Familiar? Has this happened before? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Anyways, we should incite a rebellion. <laughs> well, okay. Wait, that, that has happened before. <laughs> <laughs> After twelve gold, he finally lets you pass. And he's, he points to a large help desk, about like twenty meters to the back and to the right. Hey, thanks for listening. This is Willie. I play Goblet. If you're enjoying this podcast, check out our Patreon if you'd like to support us at Adequately Advanced Magic. I'd like to thank our two new patrons, Leonard and Josh. Hope you're enjoying. And now, back to the adventure. The orcish attendant allows the three of you to enter, and ahead of you, you see just like a scene of chaos. It's a hot fucking mess here. There's shoppers everywhere getting ready for the upcoming festival, and there's giant shopping carts getting pushed around everywhere. As the three of you enter the Souls Co., you guys are roiled by the crowd. Like, you're just like pushed and shuffled, and you can barely hold on to each other. The three of you are ejected into like a random like snack aisle. Uh, as you are, a completely loaded shopping cart pushed by a very impatient dwarf rolls towards you at great speed. And everybody do a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Wow. Our lawyers will hear about this. <laughs> 12. That's a six. Goblet rolled a two, but he gets a plus seven, so nine. What? <laughs> Goblet, despite your aching back and your somewhat untoned muscles, you nimbly <laughs> dodge out of the way. Meanwhile, the shopping cart slams into Cornfleck and Goblet, dealing dealing five damage. Oh wow! Wow! And the cart—you're just sort of like stuck on the front of the cart, <laughs> facing outwards. <laughs> the two, yeah, the two of you guys are just, like, stuck. Uh, Goblet, you see this. Uh, the cart continues down the aisle. Goblet attacks. <laughs> Goblet, yes, Goblet runs after, and because he's behind the dwarf, hopefully can surprise him and make him stop pushing the cart and throw him onto the ground. Hornflick screeches, <laughs> um, steer us towards the pizza! <laughs> Meanwhile, Gobbler is just stabbing whatever's in the cart with his dagger. <laughs> yeah, you, you stab a bunch of bags of coffee and the beans start spilling out. <laughs> uh, it actually makes it harder for Goblet to catch up. Goblet, go ahead and roll a dexterity check to see if you can get over the, okay. <laughs> the coffee, coffee ball beans. bearings. What about the, what about the dwarf? 
Is he encumbered by this? <laughs> uh, maybe. Is he being like dragged along by the by the cart with inertia, or is it like? <laughs> yeah, it, there's like a lot of inertia strength. involved. He was he really wanted to get out, and now he, he has no real control oh, he, of the situation. He, he got the VIP powered cart. Yeah. <laughs> Can I roll for animal handling? <laughs> uh, this is like a land vehicle check. <laughs> The one thing no one knows how to do in D and Goblin, what did you roll? Sixteen. Yeah, you see the coffee beans spill out, and then you like do a little jump. Well, hardcore parkour. Yeah. Do you do you want to describe it? Or do you want me to describe it? You can describe it. Okay. Uh, you see the coffee beans spill out, and they're like at this point they're like very tiny like ball bearings, and you just sort of like jump onto the spill the trail that is being left behind by the by the shopping cart and then you just like surf over the coffee beans i love it goblet goblet has a realization that maybe strength isn't necessary and that he should be like water and flexible and he will ride this wave of coffee beans you surf on over and you reach the dwarf who is also like he's you know when you're like a kid and you like push the cart and then you Stand step on, on the back? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's basically what he's doing right now. <laughs> you end up right behind him. I think Cornflake's starting to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Goblet, what do you want to do? So I'm also hanging onto the cart? You're just like gliding along the coffee beans right behind him. Okay. Can I jump onto the cart and then throw off the dwarf? <laughs> Sure. Cornflex says, try to take his ID while you're at it, just in case, for next time. Goblet nods. Uh, do a dexterity check. 16. Yeah, you jump right up next to the dwarf. He has a look of surprise on his face. Get him! Hey, this is my cart. Oh, hello. Well, this is your cart, but what actually belongs to you? And what belongs to everybody? Uh, and as he's thinking, can Goblet see where he might be keeping his card or his wallet? <laughs> yeah, he he has a very large wallet. It's like one of those like going to give you back problems sized okay. wallets. <laughs> it's just in his back pocket. Okay, so Goblet says, "Hey, look over there! Watch out! Something's coming!" And hopefully. The dwarf looks away, and Goblet can reach in and take the wallet. Uh, go ahead and roll a sleight of hand check. Fifteen. Nice. I'm having some good rolls. He he like turns his head to look in front, and he's like, "What?" And then you just snatch his wallet from his pocket. It's sort of amazing that he doesn't realize actually, because it's huge. <laughs> like you pull it out, and it's like a stack of like a hundred cards. <laughs> it's because he's uh, lost all feeling in that side of his butt cheek yeah. sitting on it. So, so <laughs> he feels a load it, off his conscience somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Goblet takes a wallet, stuffs it into his pig jacket, and says, Ooh, you missed it. Good job. What? Oh, thanks. Meanwhile, the cart continues with inertia and like... It, Goblet and Cornflake, the two of you, your lives flash before your eyes. <laughs> but also a lot of other home goods. <laughs> I think I think Goblet's trying to climb 
towards the back of the cart, and he's using his daggers like like an ice climber climbing a mountain <laughs> to like pull himself towards the back. Cornflake, what are you doing? Um, I think she doesn't understand what's happening, so she's just kind of like taking in the sights, <laughs> still looking for pizza. The the cart is going so fast that the wind shear is <laughs> pulling back your cheeks. Okay, I guess she's probably flailing, maybe trying to get a little bit further back, but probably just flailing. Alright, uh, Goblet, you're still next to the guy. What are you doing? Uh, so Goblet recognizes that strength might not be a strong suit, so he tries to do some, like, judo trip to get the dwarf off the cart. Sure, go ahead and roll like a... Just roll like a straight dexterity check. Dexterity. And he'll, he'll like, try to hang on, see what uh, he rolls. 22? He rolls a 17. Yeah, what do you do? Goblet kind of sticks one leg behind the dwarf and then uses an arm and shoves the dwarf backwards and he trips and falls off the cart. But now Goblet realizes the cart needs to stop. The dwarf falls off the cart and he just, like falls onto, like, the trail of coffee beans, and he just, like, slides the opposite direction. Goodbye! Um, Goblet realizes they need to steer the cart to stop, and the only way to stop the cart is to crash it into something. So, he says, Kernflick, can you get to the same side as Goblerk? And that way you guys can, can use your weight to guide the cart and steer it into something so that we stop. Okay! Do you see a mattress section? Yes, I do. Well, which side is the mattress section on, Joey? <laughs> you just gotta go straight, make a right, and then make a left. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So to make a right, they have to go... Okay, yeah. So well, what side is... Which side is... Uh, Goblercon? How about... Uh, so what are you guys trying to do, exactly? So you know how in, like, sailing, you have people, like, <laughs> hanging off the side of the boat to help... It, it does. It technically doesn't help it steer, but that's what I'm imagining. Like, uh-huh. they, to steer, they have to get to each side of the cart and like, kind of pull controls for the cart. The thing is, there aren't all that many controls for the cart. So, how about everybody roll this land vehicle check, and then we'll see what what happens. Okay. All right, how do we do this, Joey? How How about we go with like a straight dexterity check? Ooh, wow! These good rolls just don't stop. Uh, natural 20. 23. Wow. Nice. I got a 17. 18. <laughs> Is this our All talent? Right. <laughs> <laughs> we have to keep one of these carts. <laughs> <laughs> the, the cart is also levitating. I forgot to mention that earlier. Like, the, the, it's built off Tensor's floating disc magitech. Wait, so could we not have avoided it just by, like, ducking? Uh, it, it floats very low uh, okay. off the floor. Yeah. Which also partially explains why it seems to have, like, infinite inertia. (laughs) As the three of you approach the first turn, who's on the right and who's on the left? Uh, I assume Goblet is on the back. I think I am on the left. Cornflake, you lean out. Wait, no, you lean in. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yeah, Cornflake, you lean in. And Goblet, you lean Out. Out. And the levitating cart swerves to the right. It's like a bobsled. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, like people are like jumping out of the way. 
As the three of you approach the next turn, uh, Goplerk, you lean in. <laughs> uh, and Cornflake, you lean out. And you make another screeching left turn, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but like, it, like there's literally just like random foley noises happening. Nice. Because there's no wheels. We're doing great. Yeah. Ahead of you, you see the mattress aisle. Okay. Brace for impact! Brace! Goblet, at the last moment, will leap clear of the cart and aim for <laughs> one of the mattresses that look particularly soft. Alright. Uh, everybody roll a dexterity saving throw. 20, not natural. Ooh, that's a nat one. <laughs> 25. The cart flies into one of the mattresses. At the very last moment, Goplerk, you jump out in slow motion as there's just like this huge explosion of feathers <laughs> and fluff and springs behind you. Goblet, you sort of like fly over the cart and you land in like a pile of feathers. Cornflake, you're not so lucky. <laughs> as the feathers settle, we see that Cornflake is trapped underneath the cart. Oh. No, not even the softness of the mattress. <laughs> and also the softness of the mattress. Okay, that's fine. At least there's one side. <laughs> the, the cart's collision with the shelf, however, has started a chain reaction. <laughs> and the shelf slowly begins to tip over. And it's going to come down right on Cornfleck. Oh, wow. Can Cornfleck see this? Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, like, bolts start flying out of the shelves. Like, oh. like you're in a submarine. Oh, wow. <laughs> And then, like, the entire structure starts creaking, like, as if it's about to collapse on top of you. Hmm. Goblet says, Goblet, we gotta help Cornflake get out of here. It's gonna blow. I'll get her. I'll get her. And he, he runs and dashes towards uh, his sister. I guess I just, I, I just struggle. <laughs> <laughs> I just attempt to not be in danger. <laughs> Alright, uh, Cornflake, go ahead and roll a acrobatics or athletics check, and then Goplerk helping you will give you advantage. Okay, I'll do athletics, because that's a plus two. I wonder how she's so strong. <laughs> Ooh, that's a 20! 18 plus two. You just, like, kick the cart and the feathers, and they just, like, fly out. Easy! Goplerk also helps somehow. G Goplerk was lifting, and he thought he was doing most of the work. <laughs> oh, but it was me. <laughs> but it was Cornflake. He's like looking down at his arms like, wow, I'm so strong. Cornflake always like shows like an unreasonable amount of strength in the strangest times. <laughs> Look like a mama bear flipping yeah. over a car. The two of you run out of the way of the collapsing shelf, which crashes into the remnants of the cart and the mattresses that you exploded. Goblet just like appears beside you guys. Oh, nice! And, hey, and what's the up? three of you guys, in slow motion, like jump out of the way, and there's just like a slow motion explosion of more feathers. Can we be? Are we walking away from them? Like, you know how they walk away from the explosion without yeah. turning around? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, we can go with that. Uh, everybody, go ahead and roll a Constitution saving throw. Oh man, these have not been well for me. 14. 
15. I got a two. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> the, the three of you casually stroll away, and there's this, like, this huge explosion of feathers and mattresses and other stuff behind you. Gobbler and Goblet, the two of you do not look back. Cornflake, however, you're like, oh shit, you're not cool. Yeah, no! Oh no, the worst roll to fail. <laughs> Truly. Wait, okay, but after this, Cornflake is like, shit, I don't want to get blamed for this. And so she goes through the dwarves' cards and leaves like a an identifying card and like throws it towards the explosion. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, planning, planning ahead. Truly. That's what he gets. <laughs> Mess with the, the wrong kobold siblings. Yeah. <laughs> the explosion of mattress and shelf has a secondary effect. It knocks over another shelf. Oh, no. This one carrying variety packs of Magitech. Level four. Do they come do they come with like the, the Magitech pre-installed, like the batteries included packaging? <laughs> so that they start uh, going no, off. It, there, there was there was like a lawsuit filed about that a couple oh, years ago. So, yeah. so no, smart, uh, smart, but smart. no, the the Magitech falls towards the ground, and then like the the crash of the Magitech draws the attention of customers. Um, Cornflake throws another identifying card, <laughs> <laughs> and just a swarm of people head in your direction. They're like deals. Deals, 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 deals. Cornflake gets mesmerized and also starts going towards it, enchanting deals. Gobflerk and Gobflerk, what are you guys doing? Uh, Gobflerk's like, Magitech. Magitech. You wanted us to get dancing lights, that's what it was. As he remembers the reason why we're even here to begin with. The wave of people smash into you. First cornflake, then goblet, then gobbler. And everybody roll a constitution saving throw. Oh man, these have been tough. Ooh, finally. Six. Sixteen for gobbler. Oh, I got a two. <laughs> <laughs> the rolls have not been kind to you. I rolled a six. Okay. The wave of people smashes into the three of you. Gobplerk, you're able to dodge by jumping up and running on top of their heads. <laughs> Meanwhile, Goblet and Cornflake, the two of you are pushed against the nearby wall. Like, they just, like, throng you all the way over. And the two of you guys take six damage. This is wow. some serious shopping. I'm not, like, doing too great, but I'm still alive, but, like, wouldn't... <laughs> what would happen if I died? <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah. We really will have a lawsuit on our hands. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll have to do a legal episode. Legal drama. Courtroom drama. <laughs> the, uh, the two of you are pinned against the wall and continue to be, like, pushed and trampled. The Gopflerk, meanwhile, the two, you're just, like, crowd surfing. Having a good, good time. Yeah. In the distance, you see that Goblet and Cornflake are in trouble. Goblet will start heading towards them, running along the heads and shoulders of the crowd. Goblet and Cornflake, go ahead and do another constitution saving throw. Oh no. Having, don't you know these haven't been going well? Mm. 
Nine. Okay, I got an 18 this time. Okay. Uh, this time, Goblet, you are stomped on like a very <laughs> large elf. <laughs> just, just like this random obese elf just uh-huh. like stomps on your Obese stomps elf. On you. you take another three damage. And Cornflake and Goblet, the two of you see that there's a nearby air ventilation shaft here as you are trapped against the wall. Goblet, you arrive standing, uh, I, I guess you're like close by, but you're standing on the heads of the crowd. Kill Laura Rope saying, Grab on! I'll lasso you up. You gotta get you out of the stampede. Can Goblet grab the rope? You can try. Alright, Goblet tries to grab the rope. Yep, go ahead and roll a dexterity check. Seven. You failed to grab the rope. Goblet has to do this sort of like weird shuffle where he has to <laughs> stay in place, but while people are moving under, like the ground is like moving underneath him. Like a treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> the rope is accordingly moving rather erratically. Cornfleck and Godlet, go ahead and do another constitution saving throw. What roll? Why do you hurt me in these ways? <laughs> okay, I got a 14 this time. Not going too badly this time. I got out of the single digits. <laughs> uh, nat 1. So, oh, Jesus. plus 1 is 2. A particularly Karen human <laughs> kicks you in high heels. You, you take another 5 damage. She kicks you so hard that you fly backwards into oh. the air vent, and you just, like, punch through it. Oh, sweet. <laughs> so she must uh, kick me up, too, right? Like, I go up in the air like a uh, soccer it, it's ball? Like a, it's like a low, low, low uh, foot level. Okay, 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 gotcha. Yeah, you, in slow motion, yet again, you get kicked back, and then you just fly through this grate, and then you start immediately sliding downwards. Cornflake, you see that Goblet has exited the situation. Oh, I think she wants to go too. She's got FOMO. <laughs> uh, you, you can just like jump into the vent after him. Oh, nice. Okay. You jump in after Goblet, and the two of you realize that this is like a weird slidey slidey air vent. It seems to go downwards a lot, and there's a lot of curves. Like <laughs> you're on like a crazy water park slide. Meanwhile, Goblet, what do you do? Goblerk sees his family disappear into the depths of the stampede. He calls out, and there's no response. He's so sad. Does he actually see them go into the vent? Yep. Okay. He, he'll he try to, to do a, like a swan dive into the vent. Yeah, go and do an acrobatic check. It's going to be 14. Yeah, you do it. You do a perfect swan dive, and just as you're about to land into the air vent, someone like bumps into you, and you just like end up like ass backwards and slide down. Oh no. He reels in the rope and he starts fashioning a, a lasso like loop at the end. <laughs> Kissy needs to use it for something later. Yeah. The three of you slide the slidey slide down for an <laughs> indeterminate amount of time. And then the three of you plop into a very dark corridor. Spooky? Is this the pizza room? Is this the pizza room? <laughs> what did the pizza get Is it made? a miracle? The three of you take a look around. It does not look like the pizza room. I think I fall into despair. Go ahead and roll a despair check. Uh, <laughs> we went through all that, and we don't even get pizza. <laughs> Goplark stands behind with a 
hand on her shoulder, his head bowed. <laughs> a moment of silence. The three of you take a look around. You see that there is just, this is very obviously older construction. Like, this was not from your time. There's a lot of cobblestone here and a tunnel that just seems to lead into the darkness. Come on, sis. Maybe the pizza room's up ahead. You never know. You're right. This used to be a temple, right? Oh, yeah. What better thing to worship than... Pizza. 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 Gopler, is it is it dark in the tunnel? Yeah. Good thing he has dark vision. Turns back and says, uh, come on, sis. Come on, goblet. We gotta get everything for, for, for the son of Susuna Sonicare, uh, the festival. Sonatus, let's go. Yeah. And the three of you head into the darkness of the tunnels. Hey guys, it's Joey again. Thanks for listening to Adequately Advanced Magic. Next week we'll be wrapping up this little holiday arc and then we'll be back with the main campaign for a good couple of weeks. And just one last reminder, if you're enjoying the podcast, please do share it with family and friends to help it grow. We'll be back next week as Goblet, Gopplerk, and Cornflake discover the meaning of Sonitus. Sonitus.